0: Hello and welcome to a very special edition of the Tapping the Flow podcast, the very first Flow Tappers Zoom Hangout. I had the pleasure of hanging out with Tim O'Shea, Catherine Rudy, Damien Flynn, Gabby Garbutt and the new man Chris Bramley for a two hour session of playing songs and talking about pipes. The pipes we're talking about, well obviously we're talking about church organs. Why are we talking about church organs? I don't really know. I really don't know how we got there, but I guess there seems to be a theme flowing through this one and uh, it's a lot of fun and very informative. Like seriously, if you ever wanted to know anything about church organs and the church supporting organ donation, uh, you've come to the right place. Um, I'm not going to waste too much time chatting here because there's plenty of mental chat in the chat. But there are songs from each of us, apart from Tim, who's injured, but uh, he tells us some lovely stories and uh, I end up doing the Crazy Ass Ableton Live looping session at the end, which is something I've been wanting to do for a long time. And I have found the supportive uh, nature of doing these podcasts uh, has enlivened my innate desire to be doing so. So uh, thanks for coming. There's no intro song in on this one. We're straight into the chat. we're gathering troops. I'd like to say hello to Damien Flynn and uh, Catherine Rudy and Gabby Garbutt. Thank you for coming. And, uh, I'm just talking to my good friend, Tim O'Shea from Killarney in County Kerry, where I grew up. And, uh, Tim has been one of my longest supporters in music. And one of the reasons I'm still doing it to this date. So, uh, he is, uh, sitting there in County Kerry and, uh, we're talking about how he is missing his, his shows. He had some shows lined up and he's missing them because of the coronavirus. Obviously we're all going through the same site with that. And, uh, Tim has also injured his hand, so he's unable to be productive in that sense, and he's unable to do any gardening. And uh, <laughs> oh, there's a terrible tragedy, yeah. you know. But it's
1: it's. Uh... What
2: are you doing, Tim? Oh, I'm very echoey.
1: Hello. How are you doing? Nice. To- <laughs> I did
2: that, mate. Um, I was uh, just going to say, what what are you managing to do? Got, what's left? writing,
1: writing, writing, and okay. thinking, writing and thinking. That's good. <laughs> I enjoyed your podcast, by the way. I watched it there with uh, yourself and Stephen there uh, last week. I think it was.
2: Ah, oh, thank you for watching. I listen, I'm I'm working my way backwards through the whole list, and um, they're really fascinating. Um, it's everyone's got such a different point of view on music, you know. That's
1: right. That's right. Yeah. But I enjoyed yours. I, I enjoyed the Scottish accent anyway, and. Uh, <laughs> well, <laughs>
0: That's that's like le- le- next week. I'm talking to two Scottish people. I'm talking to a man called Ben Ellis on Tuesday, who's the bass player with Iggy Pop and uh, Mark Allman's, uh, new project. And then I'm talking to a friend of Catherine's called Becky Wallace, who organises some incredible gigs oh, in Glasgow. Yes.
3: Yeah.
0: So uh, I'm in Scottish heaven next week. I need to brush up my accent so I can slide in there.
1: Yeah. Pretty <laughs> much. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Um, Damien, how are you? Long time no see.
4: Hey Tim, how's it going? Yeah, it's been a while already, hasn't it?
1: Where are you now? Currently, where are you? Uh,
4: Porto in Portugal, right
1: now. Oh, still in Portugal. Okay.
4: Yeah, I did cool. spend a lot of time in Berlin, but
1: I'm back. Oh, back that's now, right. That's right. Yeah.
4: yeah. It's freezing cold.
1: And yeah. I saw your podcast too. Uh, you were the first, actually, were you?
4: I think I was closest to the beast. I got the first one. Yeah, that was really nice.
1: <laughs> Very good, nice and relaxed. A good yeah. chat. Well, yeah. you know what, yeah, though, we were, there, yeah. we
0: were there in person for that. That's the thing, you know, and I think it's interesting yeah. to try to do this and not be there in person. Um, so the first two I did, I actually reversed, and the first one was with a guy called Phil Hulford. And uh, he's not a musician. He's a, a parkour uh, person who goes around in a gorilla suit, an animatronic gorilla suit. So that was my baptism by fire, and he came around at 7 o'clock in the morning, and we had a fantastic conversation. And then Damien came back and, and we spoke. And then every every single one since then has been in, Via Skype, you know, or Zoom, it's been an incredible experience to be brought so close to people uh, at such a strange time, you know. And uh, um, I just before I before anybody plays any music or whatever, I just want to say that through this process of getting to know you and all, I've just been so inspired, and uh, I've been testing the waters of what I want to sound like myself, and uh, I've set myself up in a big potential for mm. some serious car crash antics here with loop pedals and Ableton Live and uh, multiple cameras pointing at me and shit, because why not? You know, why not Why not jump in at the I deep mean, end? I want to... I always said, like, when I was in Killarney, I remember being on the back of a bike with a guy called Billy Burns. I I, I reckon you might know him, Tim. I do, of
1: course. I know back of this know. bike
0: doing 125 miles an hour one of the tiny rows in Killarney. I had no helmet, and I said to myself, if I die here, I'm going to die with a smile on my face. And uh, <laughs> that stuck with me, you know, so... That's my that's my performance thing. I want to say hello to Gabby. How are you, Gabby?
5: Yeah, good. Good. Yeah. Yeah. um, Yeah. Cold in this horrible, cold little bedroom. But uh, (laughs) yeah, Yeah. all good. All cool. I reckon
0: yourself and Damien have got something in common there, because Damien being in Porto has, uh, I think, is it two degrees in the house when you heat it?
4: I mean, there's no heating it, yeah. There's no insulation, so what's outside? Actually, it warms up faster outside than inside.
5: Oh, really? Sure. Yeah, uh, no, we are just like, we just moved into this flat. It's like, <clears> it's got a couple of little electric heaters, but no central heating, and, and this yeah. little room here, like, the, the living room is, like, lovely, but this room here, the, we basically stuffed this up with, like, plastic and then put cardboard over it, just to, like, because otherwise it, like, <coughs> drips water. Like, it, it's one of those cold rooms that, like, when you go on the bed, like, the bed feels wet because it's so cold. Yeah. <laughs>
4: where are you? just in action that's that's part of the course here is like wet wet bed clothes in the morning the windows soaking wet yeah it's a strange one
0: i feel so bloody guilty now that i'm boiling and i have to take off my jacket i'm really like i'm i'm not doing it on purpose it's just like i'm sorry (laughs) (laughs) i'm really sorry um Yeah. it's So I don't know if anybody's heard Gabby's Gabby's, uh, podcast yet, but that was brilliant. I really enjoyed that one. It was a lot of fun. And uh, I think you should all be listening to Gabby's music because it puts a smile on my face, you know. I really enjoyed
5: our chat. That was really, really good fun. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for having me. It was really, really cool. Really, yeah, really great to kind of explore some of these ideas together and things, you know, it was really, yeah, really enjoyed it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, it's been, I, I think, the who's the most active person here songwriting-wise at the moment? Is it you, Catherine? Are you doing a lot of things Me? in Glasgow?
2: Um, I suppose I'm writing. I don't, but I can't, I can't judge because I don't know what anyone else is doing. <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: you know I mean, I can see into your minds and I know you're a lazy bastard. No, I mean, I <laughs> I don't, I've, uh, yeah, I've, I've been writing all, you know, on and off. Most You looked, I saw your eyes go to the side as if you are like, oh, yeah, yeah. No, um I, I yeah I mean I've been trying you know to keep productive and mm-hmm. um I've been doing a few online gigs and you know those sorts of things yeah and, um yeah but obviously it's nothing like it it was um we're going we've been trying to do a few things on Instagram we're thinking of going doing a, an Instagram live or something and doing like a you know something like a bit longer and uh, build up to I'm quite impressed at the list of technology that are you have you got all that for tonight that you are going to. so
0: the do? reason the reason i'm looking across there and i'm going to film it with my iphone before i play is i've got ableton live here and uh-huh. i've i've created a six i've got six loopers uh going on and i've got my vocal and my guitar going through it being looped as well when i want to loop it uh i'm also recording this voiceover through it and i'm sending the whole thing to zoom and uh I've got two monitors so I don't know how it's going to go but uh it's going to be fun or funny or whatever you know very
2: impressive
0: (laughs) so it's been interesting because I think like just to talk about where I am now I'm in Woodbridge and I would have assumed it was quite a quiet place you know having been in London as you know London is a cut and thrust and there's a lot of stuff happening there then moving to Brighton and uh I mean I spent a year in Brighton and didn't go into any venues at all you know I I don't know what I was doing there but then uh I've come here and I'm so active. Like I've, I've met a guy the other day who's who runs a company called The Noise of Art. And he puts on a lot of strange things, works in the Latitude Festival and stuff like that. And very supportive of alternative ways of playing music as well. And so I was quite inspired by that to uh, to see what finding a very intimate song and putting it into chaotic scenario and drawing upon whatever that means is going to be like for myself. So that's that's my plan for this evening is to try to do that. And uh, see how it goes, you know.
2: Yeah, that sounds great. I mean, I think in a way it takes a lot of the pressure off. If you're, di- you know, if you're at a gig and people have come to, they've paid and it's their evening out and everything, and there's a certain sense in which you've got to give them, uh, you know, like something. But mm-hmm. this is much more about. um I don't know. There's an intimacy to it in a different way, and mm-hmm. um you can take more risks in a way, can't you? Although there is a recording of it.
0: (laughs) There is a recording of it, but given my mindset, I could also reverse the whole thing and enjoy listening to it backwards. So don't worry about it. Um, It it does move me on to another, like a topic of something I've been thinking about as well, which is how to frame an album when, when the scenario of writing could be quite difficult. And uh, I I had this concept of trying to write an album, which is a life lived in reverse and and trying to, uh, this is, I don't know why I'm talking about this here because I might actually be holding myself to doing it. But I liked the concept of, uh, you know, being unable to change things, but seeing things in reverse and going from being, from your deathbed back to your birthbed and seeing, saying hello to people in reverse. And this is quite a weird thing to try and do. But I have a feeling that the song I'm going to play is sort of about that. And uh, it deals with some tricky things in the Catholic Church and stuff like that, which is why I'm going to play it in the church next week with, uh, with my head held high above the parapet. <laughs> You know
1: anybody- is, it, is is it a church that uh still is it active is it deconsecrated is it, is it still an active church
0: oh yeah they still so they, it's still active yeah um apparently it's being deactivated straight after my performance but it's uh i'm thinking that yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they have to they left. what what are those lads who uh like you know who get the demons out what do they call exorcists or whatever the
0: exorcists yeah yeah luckily i've trained to be one myself so i can see them coming a mile off but is it
1: uh, anglican is it yeah
0: it's church of england so they won't have any problem with blasphemy or anything like that you know it's not i think if it was a if it was a catholic church i think in killarney it would be quite different um but we'll see how it goes you know i think it's uh
4: is this to record Stephen, or are you performing
0: a so, what? so what I'm trying to do is to establish um, places where people can come and play, where we uh, film it properly and uh, multi-camera stream and do some great sound oh. and do a text sort of build up to it, you know, film the artists going up to the venue, have a chat with them about what it means to them and stuff and do it in interesting places like the church here, the tide mill, the museums, the libraries and all of these incredible venues in Suffolk. And essentially to try and to find a platform for local artists to play and also for people to come up from London and Glasgow and Kerry and Porto to come and play and perform <laughs> uh, and uh, to establish, I think, um, I know that this industry is going to st- suffer for a while, you know, but I think that if we jump on the cutting edge now and try and get something that's um, honest, warm and open to different kinds of music, but also supporting less well-known acts and integrating it with more well-known acts. and. Uh, Try and roll with the punches because sometimes you'll be able to have audiences in, sometimes you won't. So, finding the balance, making sure the artist gets paid, making sure the venue gets paid and, and trying to give a bit of charity. I know it's a model people are already doing, but I think it's, I'm not involved in that and I want to be involved in this. And I'd like to, you know, set up a
1: place for you all to come play as well. So that's the goal here. It's fantastic. I think it's a brilliant idea. And I mean, the the risk factor is low, because as you said, if I if I understood you correctly, that uh, you seem to be in good stead with the church people there. I am. Yeah. That's number one. I mean, they have access to a community plus a lot of other allied, uh, whatever you want to call it, links or whatever. So, I mean, once you get a good sounding building and the people who are on it and administer it are okay with that. I mean, that's if you have a, a, basically, if you have a, a flagpole to put your flag on, that's half the battle.
0: And you were talking from a fine load of experience of having done it for many years, Tim, so yeah. Yeah, and
1: I work with the Church of Ireland in Killarney. Hmm. And for those of your listeners there or the people here, they're on the decline. It's one of the few places in Ireland where the Church of Ireland, the Protestant community, is on the decline. Would you believe it? Wow. I know, I know. Chris, all kinds of formal religions are on the decline elsewhere, all over the place. But the Church of Ireland in Ireland, we're always... Uh, a very robust community,
3: mm-hmm.
1: you know, and we're good at renewing themselves. But for some reason, uh, it's on the decline in Killarney. But to me, I've been working there for with them for 20 years nearly now, and they're unbelievable. You know, obviously, you have to respect it as a house of worship. But mm. once you, you know, fall within their guidelines, I, I have free reign there, free of charge. Right. You know, where are you going to get sure. that? They, you know? they,
0: they do say they, they like to support local music, and, and I think they like the, the building to be used to its best potential, which is what the building is good at. It's sounding pretty amazing.
1: It is uh, an amazing building, yeah. You know it yourself. But the other thing I would like to say is that up to us, and we do folk and traditional stuff, uh, Irish folk and traditional, a bit of Scottish too, uh, we were the first non-religious music other than choral or classical. We were definitely brought the mould on that one. Right, so, and they allowed us the freedom. They trusted us to do, you know, do our thing without without crossing any any lines that, that they might have, you know. Yeah, you know, and that yeah. that was an amazing opportunity and a confidence for us to do our thing and respect Billim because, as you say, it is the historic center of our town, but the acoustics there are phenomenal. And the other great thing about churches, if there's fifty or sixty people, it's a crowd. It can take about, the most they ever got there was 330 Wow! for, yeah. for a harp concert. Ten harps. <laughs> Jesus. <Jeez. Ten> harp- <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of tuning. <laughs> I uh, Yeah, that's unimaginable really, isn't it? Like, Yeah, that was the biggest crowd we ever got there, but it was chock-a-block, uh, cheek-by-jowl. But if you get 50 people in there, it's still a crowd, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's the beauty of it for what we do. It's very achievable, and and I'm sure the one you're talking about is along those lines.
0: Yeah, it's a it's it's a really quite a big place, but it's not as big as St Mary's in Killarney, but it's a nice. Oh, no?
1: yeah. Uh, What's the seating capacity there?
0: Don't know. No
1: idea. Oh, yeah. But if you get fifty people, it's a crowd, right?
0: I would think so. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, very good. Yeah, you can stack them up the front. It's probably about three or four hundred
1: people. I'd say it's a big one. You know. Wow. Decent organ. Yeah, that's the other thing. The organ in the one we're in is highly unusual. It's not the one with the pipes stacked up. The pipes are on the side. They're on ground level. All mm. the pipes. So when that's when that's pumping, wow. that's pumping. Wow. Yeah, it's a special German. I don't know what the technical term. There was some guy from Germany came over. He was the Elvis Presley of the of the organ, and he he only played the music that was composed for that organ. In that time period, so it was a really special uh, evening.
0: How did it end up in Killarney then?
1: Well, I suppose the Church of Ireland at the time, and uh, that church was the one in Killarney. It's eighteen seventy. Uh, I don't know. There, there seems to be a world of organs. It's, a, it's a complete other fantasy world, you know. It's, it, and wherever they install them, there's a whole. There's a whole, it seems to be a whole, I remember talking to Canon Lockheed about it, and he plays it, and he said it's a whole world, like songwriting, it's, it's organ, church organs are a whole world, and how they get this model over that model, who yeah. knows?
0: Do, do people donate the organs? I mean,
1: Yes, like a, that's like. the thing, if you, <laughs> if you look at any, most organs in every church, there's a plaque to the chief uh, sponsor, or maybe oh, the sole right. sponsor. Wow,
0: so organ donation is big in the Catholic Church or in the church in general. That's, that's I, where it started. That's where it yeah. started, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Talk talk to me about the church in, in Betty Hill.
2: Crikey. Um, you, uh, I just can't believe that you've just spoken about organs, though. Because I, when I was thinking about a song for tonight, um, a song I was thinking about was, um, it was called Grace, and it's about, it's not about, but it was inspired by... Um, myself and some friends being in La Palma in Mallorca and we hired an Airbnb (laughs) this is honestly relevant I swear to god and um, whilst we were all sort of getting you know like it was a lovely old building and that I went down to the the um this this sort of swimming pool a bit and started to speak to the old man who was taking out the leaves and it turns out he owned the property but not only did he own the property he was also the professor the lead professor of music at La Palma University and he was also... So, the head organist of La Palma Cathedral. Wow. And so, two or three days later, he took, so me and my friends who are all songwriters, it was Becky Wallace was there and everything, and he took us to the cathedral and he took it, like, it's the most beautiful cathedral you've ever seen. And then the organ inside it is one of really old and huge, and it's the organ is basically the building, you know? Mm-hmm. It's, got, it's used in the whole building to create the sound and um yeah it was it was incredible so like it's the one the church in betty hill is nothing in comparison to that it's very very plain and i do there is an organ which my mum plays but it's like an electric organ Uh but um yeah i'm fascinated by the massive these most of them were made in germany i think or a lot of them and they they have to get all the pipes come over and they're all and um I think before computers or before, well, in my song, it says, it's that be, they were the most complicated thing before uh, the telephone exchange because they had the, the most moving bits. You like bits in them. And so they were like the, the earliest computers in a way. And... um yeah they're, inc- they're incredible. And the sound that he made when he was playing it when you were inside it cuz you could climb around. <laughs> oh my god. like you know oh, a bit wow. like mice in a, in you know in bug inside. <laughs> <the> <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah it was a, it was amazing. So yeah.
0: I, it's amazing, isn't it? Can I come and play your building? Sure, come around. You know. yeah. I do. Can I have a go where's, in the building?
1: Where's the door? <laughs> Don't you mean the bellows? Wow. Yeah, there was one in Germany and, you know, we're all used to the pulling the bell. Well, this one, the, the bellows was up on the next story, like a mezzanine. And during the whole uh, organ playing experience, two guys had to go up there and physically pump the bellows.
6: Wow. I mean, they
1: they had changed into electrical an electrical pump, but the original one is still there. And the the vicar we were playing in this church in Germany, and he was showing me, and seemingly the uh, organ fanatics they they swarmed to this one. But there was mm. two guys. It's like something you see in a blacksmith's forge, you know. And they were upstairs. Your man was downstairs <laughs> playing, and they were above heaving it up and down through the whole mass like I don't know how they managed
0: that's incredible (laughs) I have this image in my head now of two sort of like white boys high off high on their heads on ecstasy jumping up and down in time to the organ music you know having a great time (laughs)
1: yeah and of course they were because that one had the stacked uh, pipes they were getting the blast of it as well Mm -hmm. (laughs) must have been some experience they were doing it for God I'm sure
0: I think that's what it is though, isn't it? It's the channeling of something that's far greater than any single person who's there. And when you're, when you're playing something of such magnitude with such a fundamental frequency and it's yeah. part of the building, you're like, you you must be transcended from normality at that point, you know?
1: Well, the rumble off the low end was something fierce. Yeah. You know, that growl. And of course, the feet are independent of the hands and then you've all the stoppers to deal with. And you're supposed to play a tune on top of that. Yeah, yeah.
4: It's I think like growing it. up, I was never quite um, in love with hearing the organ, like churches in Ireland and just small churches and small places. There was always, and this is no offence to your mum, Catherine, but there was always just like I'm flat taken. notes and yeah, weird yeah. things going on. Yeah. And then I was walking yeah. around London once with my mum, actually, and we walked into Southwark Cathedral just to have a walk around. And then somebody was playing the organ and it was just mind blown just going like right through our chests and we sat down and just experienced this whole like you're saying Stephen, it's transcendent at that point it's just Mm. and it turned out they had been refurbishing the organ inside the cathedral and the next day there was going to be this celebration concert and a guy had flown in from Germany who was like the second best player in Europe or something and was Mm. practicing and it was unbelievable yeah the sound I mean singing in a church is one thing if Mm -hmm. any of you have done that it's a beautiful thing
1: and they're Sound tailor-made. Noise. They're wow. tailor-made to the acoustics of the building they're in. So they spend time installing mm-hmm. it and re- readjusting it and all the rest of that. So they're tailor-made. They're custom-made oh, sure. for the building they're in. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they are. Yeah, the one in Killarney is highly irregular, so is highly unusual. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so when you take all that of it, so these guys know their acoustics. When you take all that in, it's it's quite. You could see the fanaticism the, the you know the science meets godliness or whatever and the whole craft
0: there's something about that isn't there also the low end of something even I mean obviously if you're playing bass in a band that fundamental part of it that pulls you to earth and then you have the high notes of sort of the angels whatever they are um, I remember when I went to see Slayer when I was like 13 years of age and when the, the low end happened I had that sort of transcendental uh, reaction as well although it took me in the other direction I think to the to the lord uh, but it was fun for a while, you know. <laughs> how about you, How about <laughs> yourself, Gabby? <laughs> what 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 sort of uh, what sort of relationship have you got with the with the church, if any at all, Gabby? We're not. We're um, not...
5: By the way, uh, just sorry for disappearing earlier. I my internet stopped working, so I'm tethering no to my phone. So fingers crossed, this will be okay. Um, what is my relationship with the Lord? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, well, from a very uh, atheist family, but um, I really. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I'm interested in what I'm interested in. People who have faith, be whatever that is, and learning from them and listening to them and and their kind of relationship with it. Really, um, I I would say myself, I'm kind of agnostic, um, but I and I do feel you know a sense of a sort of a you know a spirituality and and, and a kind of a something bigger. But um, it's never. Uh, found itself uh in fitting with a particular religion or things i mean i um i'm quite interested in um in 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 buddhism and um i did a i've done some reading about it and i did a course with the west london buddhist buddhist center uh Mm. recently and stuff uh so i'm just kind of interested um and I, i really uh i really admire the sort of buddhist approach to things i think there's a lot to be learned kind of from that in terms of uh kind of going through life uh, and just kind of helping to obviously try and make your mind as productive as possible, but also to kind of to look out for others and also have this sort of peaceful sense within yourself about how you kind of approach stuff. So, um, yeah, like I said, no, I mean, I'm really, I'm like on the fence. You know, I'm just I'm just interested in religion without being religious myself.
0: I think I share that viewpoint as well. I think I'm a big fan of the Buddhist approach to things and uh, and any approach that doesn't rely upon you, submitting entirely to a singular entity but rather projects you into the multitude of entities that we all are part of and and, and gaia itself the planet and the vibrations of all these things and uh, i think music is obviously the is the ability to enjoy this music allows us to transcend these things and i think that's one of the reasons we're so interested in the music that we make and uh, why we uh, vibrate in certain ways um i think growing up in ireland there was a lot of um i went to a school where we were taught by priests for the most part and uh never had I been surrounded by such an aggressive bunch of people who uh who were able to um release themselves of any guilt absolve themselves of sins on a daily basis so it meant the practicing of regular as tim will probably attest to the practicing of regular beatings obviously gave that sort of thing a bad name but in reality the buildings themselves are set up to uh Allow us to um, transcend our normal lives, and and I think that's one of the interesting yeah. things about that, you know.
3: Nice.
0: Yeah, uh, the unity. What do you reckon, Tim? What was it like for yourself growing up in Killarney? I mean, I mean, obviously the, there was a more religious nature back then, I guess.
1: Oh well, I suppose the the, other, the only non-Catholics you saw were the Protestants. Yeah. We knew nothing about anybody else. We heard of them, but it was like we heard of China as well. <laughs> but I remember, you know. But I remember being in India one time uh, and landing in this crazy, crazy city, one of the most religious places. Not Varanasi; it's another place. But I was in this hotel, no hotel with a very small H, uh, and I looked out the window, and there was a neon cross, Christian cross. It was neon, right i said that, that's pretty funky like is that a nightclub or something i was thinking but hold on a minute i'm in india That can't be a nightclub it mm-hmm. must be a church so i came downstairs and i asked the guy so what's the story with the christian cross over there in neon oh he said that's a christian church mm-hmm. And i said yes i have to go have a look at that so when i went over there was a, a marian shrine for those of you uh, it's just a statue of mary with in in, in a kind of a well There was a little fountain thing and there was a load of people praying to Mary. Yeah. You know, and then the the church was at the back. It was snow white and it was uh, shoes everywhere and sandals. And I went in and there was no pews at all. Everything else looked the same as what we have. There was no pews, nothing, no seats at all except on the altar. But what I did notice on the altar was massive speaker cabinets like from the 70s. Mm. you know real stacked to the ceiling there was like four or five boxes big heavy Celestian speakers or something like that real old raggedy looking things and said wow what's that about and uh, anyway everyone started coming in and the priest came out in the altar dressed like our guy and they started up with a full band ear blistering (laughs) yeah (laughs) it was like a rave it was nuts Uh but it was a Catholic church.
0: <laughs> did, did you did you bring the neon cross back to Ireland? Do you have it on the walls I
1: didn't, but but I recorded it. I recorded it on whatever I had at the time. It's the a, it.
0: it's a funny one actually. I remember walking around, maybe with you, Damien. Was it in in sort of like a Woodbury Downs in North Hackney? And <gasps> oh, it was yeah. two o'clock in the morning. I don't know why we we were often some We used wall. to go on night
4: walks. We'd go for like walks and buy a can every kind of like half an hour and keep walking into random places
0: yeah. Uh, uh, yeah that's right it was two o'clock in the morning though and there was this uh near finsbury parks or manor house or finsbury park somewhere like that and there was a two o'clock in the morning and i there was loads of music happening and i went up and i looked inside and there was kids and everything dressed up in their sunday best at two o'clock in the morning i don't know what was going on but the music sort of dragged me further and further in and at some point i realized that if i didn't leave i was going to stay there you know i thought i was being uh indoctrinated into that way of being and it was something about the music this pure sense of joy, this elation. I wanted a part of that, you know? It was a very weird experience. Yeah.
4: It was one of those churches where that, it wasn't just music at the front, like the whole of the community in there was just vibing and loving with the whole music thing going on. And we both looked at each other and thought, yeah, we have to leave. <laughs>
1: <we're gonna> start. <laughs> yeah, it was unbelievable. <laughs> just never, they, never they, get everyone out. started singing along with the band. They were plugged in, electric instruments and everything. Yeah. And they were singing what sounded like You know, Western hymns in 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 Bengali or whatever it was. No, it was it was Malayalam, the local language in in southern India. But it was it was uplifting. But another time, I was in Prague. You know, the child of Prague. You've heard of that, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. You know that whole thing where uh, during the during the um, Black Plague, one of their answers back then was to burn everything, and that would eradicate the plague. This is just the thinking. Yeah. But in in, in in Prague anyway, they burnt this church to the ground. And uh the when they were when they when they came back, uh obviously they were persecuted as well. But when they came back, uh they found the statue of Jesus, but the face was wax and the body was wooden. And they said it was a sign to rebuild the church or whatever. But uh if you go in there it's amazing because it's, it's like a factory of masses does mass after mass after mass in all different languages. Right. (laughs) So that's, that's kind of crazy. And then during, during halftime or when the first mass was over, I was wandering around and I went side stage and no one stopped me. Mm -hmm. And suddenly I was into this convent or this monastery or whatever. And there was all these sculptures down the hallway of African animals. Massive ones, like full size. (laughs) There was zebras, there was elephants, there was uh, wild cats, everything. And I said, wow, this is cool. And then I looked at the wall and there was uh, photographs of all the people, obviously from there who had been, and these were gifts or whatever. And uh, yeah, so that was a bizarre experience. Mass after mass in a different language in the same building.
0: Yeah. Wow, it's like McDonald's for mass.
1: And they all had their own bands. Each yeah. each each mass, whether it was in Italian or Czech or Latin or whatever, they all had their own performers. Yeah. So it was one show after the other. That's crazy. <laughs> wow. That's crazy. Amazing. Anyway, I'm sorry I opened up that can of worms.
0: I, I, I just want to <laughs> say hello to Chris Bramley. How are you, Chris? Hello.
1: Hello. hello. I'm good. <clears throat> Thank you. How, good how, man. How's
0: it going? All right, mate. Good to see you here. I'm uh, it's very nice to have you here. We haven't had you on the podcast yet, but that's gonna come.
7: Well, oh, thanks, Stephen. Well, yeah, it's lovely, lovely to be here and lovely to see all your faces again. Are you Hello. in the Are you in the same building as Catherine? Same building, we just are. across
0: the hall. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we- we tried to work out the um, the technical side of it and realised this was the best way to do it. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Like, it is slightly strange. Hello.
0: <laughs> I think it's absolutely bizarre because obviously we're at a time here when we have no choice but to be ones and zeros, but you actually have a choice and you're choosing to be ones and zeros. It's nice. <laughs> well,
2: only for an hour and a half.
0: Oh, solidarity. I like it. <laughs> um well that's fair play to you brilliant it's it's nice that you're you know not rubbing it in that you can be in the same building together I really appreciate that um Gabby tell me something about your gigs like have you experienced people jumping around in elation and singing along to your songs
5: yeah absolutely we've had some wonderful shows um, and some wonderful dancing uh yeah absolutely um I think that you know a uh, bit, kind of, you know, the, the gigs like a, uh, places like the the Monarch, which we always used to enjoy playing in Camden. Um,
3: yeah.
5: You know, all kind of, you know, friends and fans and everyone, and you know, just kind of obviously all knowing the words and dancing and singing. But then also, like, obviously, I, I think that with the the larger shows where you're kind of playing to people that you don't know, um, that's kind of, uh, and I, yeah, I remember kind of on, on the Libertines tour and stuff. Obviously, there's lots of people kind of, obviously they wouldn't be singing along because they didn't know the songs, but lots of yeah, lots of dancing, which is nice. I miss yeah. that. And it's just one of the most satisfying things when people are dancing to your songs. He's like, brilliant.
8: <laughs> yeah,
5: because yeah, you're,
0: yeah. yeah, you're feeling that whole thing. There's the bass and the drums and you've got the horn players and and everybody's sort of like, they're going to move around, even if they're like sort of like unfamiliar with your songs, because there's a groove there. And I think that's yeah. the golden territory. Like, you the know?
5: Thing. Yeah, you kind of try to tap into that part of them that makes them kind of want to do. Jump around and...
0: Drop a fat groove and just go, here you go. Come on then. Yeah. Nice. I don't think I've experienced that from my own music so far. It's more like, um, um, I don't know, I was called deranged psychedelia at one point, and and I really sort of like that. I like that, actually, I'm quite into that, but it doesn't mean that people are invited into the party. They just sort of sit there with a puzzled look on their face and go, (laughs) either they go, this guy needs help, or they go, we need more of this guy. Um, uh, Marmite.
5: I'm sure it's more of the latter.
0: It's it's Marmite for the masses, if such a thing is possible. um right um i'm going to uh see if someone wants to play a song i mean catherine singers. as we were talking about the churches and the organs and stuff would you like to uh grace us with your song
2: i i knew that would happen as soon as i mentioned it i was like <laughs> don't talk about it cause it's, but it was it was just so relevant to what you know you we were talking about and it was just i had to mention it but, yeah. um, okay right i'll try this as a technical i might take uh, five, five seconds sorry
0: sure 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 okay <clears throat> The, the one thing is mute, mute your mics when, when Catherine starts to play, um, mm-hmm. which is Shift-Command-A, I believe.
2: I'll just try and... Sorry, it's not exactly seamless, but I'll be right. So... <laughs> Out the mass of music, formula of sand. Starlands moving, unison, black cloud rising like a hand. He works his feet across the keys, he is dancing out the chords. When the stops start to sing, and once and zero. The most complicated thing until the telephone exchange The moving parts will make you cry until you're past that grieving stage There's a congregation hidden in the fields Thousand years of feelings, this is how it feels They buried their father in compassion and self-defense Read the complicated story in Spanish and in French Sometimes you just want something simple Sometimes you want grace notes in the sun sometimes you just want something simple sometimes
6: you want
2: story running down a very dark street, cadence of language, up, down, belief, sideways the story, the other ones, not the ones, books teach. Sometimes you just want something simple Sometimes you want grace notes in the sun Sometimes you just want something simple Sometimes
3: you want
6: Grapes. Grapes. Grapes.
3: Grapes. That
0: was fantastic. <laughs>
3: Ooh. Ooh.
0: Um, that's a superb song. I love that. Your melodic sense is incredible. Um, really beautiful, Catherine. Thank you for sharing.
2: Thank you. Thank you. I, th- I was um, I've got to admit that I was a bit trepidatious about all these amazing guitar players, and then I'm like, yeah, I'm even going to have a bit of a guitar thing going on in there. <laughs> 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 it's just like ah, let's go for it.
0: <laughs> it was quite I was quite impressed by your guitar part actually that's quite hard to play that
2: oh well I made it seem that way <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh great oh god um uh grace notes in the sun explain what's that
2: well we were speaking about the this organ. you know like the this beautiful organ in the cathedral and um, mm. but actually when we were speaking before I'm a bagpipe player And um, one of the things about these organs that I thought about was it's very shock and awe. And so this is, you know, it's a time before people had amplification and it's a time before people really had any other form of entertainment. And it was like really blasting them in these churches with the sound, you know, and, and, and it felt it's an incredible sound, but it had a very particular purpose and you know and a part of me and, and we were in this church and it's dark and there's stained glass windows and everything and part of me just wanted to get outside and to be in the fresh air and then that idea like grace notes are um so bagpipes are another drone instrument you know like like pipes they're, they're 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 part of the same family and i just wanted to be outside and hear something that wasn't connected that it's beautiful but you know fresher outdoors and that sense of a simplification of music and for to have its own purpose not to be for any greater call co- you know you know what i mean like sort of yeah
0: that's really interesting actually yeah i think um uh because of the type of music that i sometimes elect to do sometimes it is a bit like the church and, and sometimes the song gets lost in the mix and uh, potentially the song that i'm going to play is going to be effectively what you're describing there and you just want to go outside and relax and uh, take it all in, in a different way, you know, um, there is, I think the purpose of church music is to sort of overawe you, isn't it? To sort of draw you into submission, whereas we describe the bagpipe as being something that pulls you across the valley and lulls you into its um, serenity.
2: Yeah, I mean, well, yes, I mean, it did have a purpose, too, which was war. So we can't get yeah. too, you know, like too um, romantic about anyone (laughs) you you know but I mean at that point I just wanted something that was simple and not incredibly complex and you know like thousands of keys and and paddles and sounds coming from all around and it was beautiful but you know I just wanted something clean so that's what you know that's it um
0: you've achieved (laughs) that yes thank you yeah Um, Damien, do you want to read something or play something? Where's your head at? What have you been up to? Like, have you been writing songs, doing a lot of poetry? I know. Um...
4: Yeah, the poetry thing came about kind of June, July last year, and it's been pretty strong in my creative output. Um, I came back from Berlin, I was there a long time, so I came back to Porto with no microphone, no guitar, um, all these things. So you've also heard the EP that I made at the end of last year, which was a mess of me just playing on the mac with lots of different stuff which is very enjoyable and a good route out through how i was feeling then but um just before that steven i was going to ask tim if he was present as well the bagpipe experience we had at your house was pretty incredible and very emotional and touching rather than warlike Do
0: you that remember? is that is very true so my brothers um it was it was sort of a buddhist kind of a sending off we uh planted his we, we put his ashes into the ground outside the house and planted a tree there and uh put his yeah t- to regrow nature but the local policeman who was the uh mike milner he was the uh, liaison officer came up to our house jumped out of his car and came in with some bagpipes and and played at that and that was phenomenal and that was that was that was a serene moment wasn't it i remember that you were there tim for that were you yeah
1: yeah it was yeah
0: mm. yeah the pipes yeah, were
1: definitely denote uh they're they're very solemn they can do lots of things, but certainly in that particular instance, or th- that particular application, they're, mm. they're very apt. It works, it sticks in your memory. And I had this occasion recently. And, you know, you know the Irish Bardic tradition, not unlike the, the Scottish one, where <coughs> certain families uh, used to choose musicians for pivotal moments in the clan's life. And that still continues in Ireland, and I was very lucky to be part of that, where one family called me for a burial, but I had played for another branch of the same or the same family, but another member for their wedding. And I just clicked in my head, oh, my God, what an honor was that? And the same with the pipes. Uh, they're used for weddings, too. Right. You know, in Ireland, and I'm sure Scotland as well. But they yeah. definitely, and what I was thinking then is, it is the, it's the soundtrack to pivotal moments in people's lives. Yeah. You know, and I mean, how the pipes are ideal for that, along with other or anything else, but the pipes stick in your mind, you know, when you hear them in those occasions, I would think.
2: They're a really good entry and exit. Yes. Event, aren't they you know like so you get piped into something and then you have yes. whatever yes. and then you get piped back out and it's a beginning and an end yeah. yeah
1: and the modern equivalent of that interestingly enough and we mentioned the the low pitch or the low rumble I work with some African drummers from time to time we do a lot of that entrance and exits of whatever ceremony is going on yeah. and it just and, and the one thing about drums I play the Irish drum the bower on, we call it uh, and and my African friends play all the other things, but uh, I think drums are something that draw you. Hmm. You go towards drums. You don't go away from them. Right. Now, whether that's the heartbeat or the fetal heartbeat or whatever it is, and pipes are the same. I mean, you, 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 it's like a fight, a street fight or something. You, you're going to see what's happening over there there's pipes let's go over and check it out you know
0: i i agree with that i guess it depends who's playing the pipes though because it depends
1: uh, on who's playing the pipes <laughs> yeah definitely a bad pipe player is not a, a good let's, addition. let's
0: just say you're drawn towards them for another reason
4: communal sensation
1: yeah funny thing on the pipes and 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 uh, can play then of course uh the, the, there's a guy here. He makes the Illion pipes. You know the Irish pipes. Beautiful pipes. Yeah. Yeah. The, the Illion pipes, and he, his job, his apprenticeship before he became a master Illion pipe maker, was fixing organs and installing organs and oh, repairing and wow. and tuning organs. So that yeah. echoes what what Catherine was saying there. That yeah, uh, yeah. they're similar. It's the same family, you know. Same uh, family. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I thought I'd throw that in. Cool. yeah that, thank, that's you, thank you I think that. they're
4: communal aren't they like the drums too, and your friends yeah. were there with drums that day also tim i remember yeah the, there yeah, was some, a communal yeah, the, sense of being drawn together with those the
0: tribal nature isn't there to
1: that as well you know yeah. Yeah, yeah if someone lays down a beat, you can just fall into it it's just a kind of a thing anyone like, would ha half yeah. a musical inclination at all will just immediately fall in there's a a great yeah. A, yeah. a great documentary about um a fellow repatriating the banjo to Africa and he talked about communal instruments. He was playing a kind of a a communal marimba but this thing was 15 feet long and the whole tribe played it and certain people played different pitches but it just was seamless and he was talking about it and he said it was like a rock concert, the sound of it.
0: Amazing yeah. man. It's 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 an interesting though because you think about drums and, and, and they have a rhythmic sense to them, whereas a pipe doesn't necessarily have a rhythmic sense to it, but it has a it has a, a meditative sense to it that, that makes you uh, drawn to it. I think personally for myself with making music like I've always found on the folk guitar on that sort of like thumb alternating sort of picking thing and that has a rhythmical, melodic thing to me that that makes me sort of like almost headbang but then getting into loop pedals and and drone sort of styles of things that they do live together quite well, but they call you for different reasons, don't they?
1: Well, pipe and drum, and I've I've used it a lot in in my various setups. Uh, I'm probably the only non-singer songwriter here. I wouldn't call myself a singer songwriter. I've written mm. a few, but I'm more a folk and traditional pair. But <clears throat> pipe and drum are hand in glove, and you know that from Scotland, right? <clears throat> Mm. but yeah. you, that low end and the high pitch, it just works. You know, it's just a hand in glove. It, it's If you can get it rocking at all, rocking any bit, it's it's very powerful. And, and
0: and again, that sort of stems from a military sense, doesn't it? You're rallying oh, yeah. troops well, and marching to the drum and then they're yep. sort of like taking the pipe in, but it must have come from somewhere before that as
1: well. I think it has to have. Egypt. Origin. Egypt is the origin of all bagpipes. Egypt. Oh, really? Wow. Egypt, yeah. I
5: know I did.
1: Yeah, and it came over to Ireland first, County Armagh, and oh, of course it did. Yeah, it did. <laughs> it did, yeah. And then and then we took it over to Scotland, and they hung on to it, and we, we gave it to them as a joke, and they haven't found it out yet. Feel
2: that.
1: that. <laughs> Wow, that's <laughs> brilliant. I can't beat that. Yeah, <laughs> Armagh that's <laughs> traceable, and then Armagh to Scotland. And then Scotland obviously took it on and elaborated, and now it's did, the home did, of pipes.
0: Did they not want it in Egypt or Armagh? And they just said, like, here, I suppose, there. There. I
1: suppose they had to get away from Egypt somehow. And this was as far as they could, <laughs> what, could go.
4: What, what on my... earth is the Egypt and Armagh connection?
1: Uh, there is a connection with Egypt here as well because one of there was a lot of uh. Hostilities in Egypt way back when, was Scotia's Glen near Tralee mm-hmm. That was where one of the the, the uh, princesses of one of the Egyptian kings had to flee because she was being threatened by rival kings or whatever. And obviously she was getting married to this guy, and they didn't like it, so she ended up here. And her grave is still here, Scotia's grave. It's called. Yeah. yeah so there are wow. there are these mysterious connections. Don't ask me why. There was no Ryanair, so it must have been quite a trip.
0: Amazing, like yeah. Um, exactly. If, yeah. Before you, before you jump in and play a song, Damon, go ask Chris. Like, how has your appreciation for bagpipes in, uh, increased since you've moved to Glasgow?
7: Oh, I, I mean, you know, I, I guess like that. You know, not, all the, in the lockdown and everything, you know, there aren't always kind of public events to go and see or like music, you know, mm. kind of shows to go and to go and see but we do live outside a church where people a couple of people have got married and yeah a, a few weeks in there was a really good piper um playing the couple up towards the church and they, yeah that that was really beautiful um nice. so i guess that's the first time i've heard a good pipe player um it's
2: never oh, I've, heard from anything. I've never
7: heard Catherine play, I'd love to, yeah. I'd
0: love to. Oh, where, where, where does the expression, paid the piper, come from? What's that about? Is it paying them to stop, or paying them for playing? Which one is it?
2: <laughs> well, <laughs> both. P.S. <laughs> us, us
0: twice.
2: Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, is that
0: the
1: like pi- piper of Hamelin? Yeah, the piper. piper of Hamelin, I was just going to exactly. say. Yeah. 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 Okay. Which is pretty much true, I found out, while I was in Germany. They're, the Germans have have their own pipes uh, and their mouths blown as far as I understand it uh, the Greek one is mouth blown or or bellows driven some of the Scottish ones too can be bellows driven am I right there Catherine yeah
2: yeah, yeah definitely yeah. Well, they, um yeah but like they're kind of like Gullion pipes aren't they so Yes. like yeah yes. or um and Northumber Northumberland Northumb-
1: or Northum <laughs> This, the the Germans have a one from the Middle Ages, and it's made of apple wood, and it's mouth blown. Oh wow! And it's almost the same as the as the small pipes in Scotland, right. but it's a way softer sound and it's a way lower sound than the big oh. ones, obviously. Nothing is louder than the big ones, but the apple wood one is a very mellow sound.
2: Right. That sounds... They, I'd love to hear those,
1: actually. Yeah, and they have one one little, one little drum then with a kind of tambourine effect, and then they have a, like, a, well, nowadays it's a mandolin or a bazooka or whatever, but it would have been a lute, I imagine, back in the day. Yeah. But I've seen some, that at a few of those medieval fairs. It's quite interesting. There's 70 pipes in the world, 70. Right. 70 pipes. Yeah. Wow. And wow. The, the alien one is probably the most sophisticated.
0: I love the sound of the alien pipes. There's something amazing about them that, that sort of trills. Sorry,
1: Catherine. Sorry, <laughs> mm? Yeah, it's got two exactly. octaves, two octaves, and you have the drones and the regulators and the chanter. So it's yeah, quite uh, an orchestra yeah. in its own right. Yeah. You know that, Catherine, right? You've seen the alien pipes. Have, I have
2: seen them. I've never, I mean, obviously I've never played them or anything. So like, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, um, yeah. I mean, because I was complaining to Stephen about how loud, my bagpipes are and um, I'm looking into trying to get something that has a quality of them but is a lot quieter you know like um, yeah I might like, yeah. yeah I know yeah exactly something that you can you know hopefully sing with though as well you know so that cuts down the options yeah. but um, yeah yeah oh.
4: but Catherine I did listen to your podcast too which was really nice but do you have bagpipes where you could just walk, wander off onto a hilltop now and play
2: yeah and I mean yeah it's funny um, talking about beautiful pipes, you know, like made of rosewood and everything. Mine are, um, I, I, got, I got mine um, fixed up quite recently and they're Bakelite. Like, you know, the, the hope that, oh, maybe they're made of something really expensive and they, they've got a history and everything. And the guy went, no, they're Bakelite. And um, they're, they were actually made to play in India in the heat, you know, like, so they were, they were military pipes and. And um, so they don't, they, they're fine, you know, like they, they last for years. I've got them all like a bag and all the latest nice. stuff in them and stuff. But um, I haven't played them for quite a long time. And so, um, yeah, I, sh- I think I'm going to start thinking about how to do that as, you know, like practically without. As everyone said, the worst thing is to hear a bad piper we do have to practice, have to practice. <laughs> <laughs> so there's like there's a bit of a kind of a tricky bit in the middle you know like and um but yeah yeah I think would seven have...
1: reeds in the alien pipe seven reeds Buy me seven yeah because you have, have I... the ba- bass reeds are not like your ones they're kind of like straws so like two ends or something yeah, or something, yeah, yeah. there's you've three You have the baritone bass and the tenor yeah and then you have the you have the the, the chanter so that's four what did i get seven no it's four sorry four. i was like
2: mm, i thought maybe they were double-ended or something that's how you were coming up with that number
1: no. sorry it's four right yeah. okay baritone tenor and then and then of course you have all the regulators and all that but there's no reads in them they are using the other reads
0: right it, my, uh, my, my knowledge of bagpipes has increased massively in the last <laughs> <of them.
2: laughs> yeah, it was mine so.
0: I know more than 99% of the country now, which is great. Um, or more. Uh, um, right, uh, Damien, what, what, what say you, brother? What's the, what's the crap? What
4: say I? Yeah, um, I've not been playing guitar at all lately. As I say, my main guitar is still somewhere else and stuff. But yeah, I'm going to play a song, which is the first one I wrote in the previous, I guess, lockdown, uh, when I was in Berlin. And this is the first thing that came. I found lockdowns to be fairly productive things, actually, to be honest. I'm kind mm. of okay. I'm right now, I'm in a shared house as well, which has been quite helpful. But um, yeah, there were some sentiments there about nature and yeah, community or a lack of and things. So yeah. Good man. i take these off as well. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
9: Tight to let go as all the ground turns quick below. Oh, those seas of hope collide on that breeze of never mind. Oh, the seas of hope collide on that breeze of never mind. Come around, darling, with your eyes so wide and clear Will you say the words that I long to hear Will they say all rocks are blind And that love is hard to find But I am lying here just dying to change my mind For the birds This blade of light can burn to hold It sears a truth through what we've been told And I'm holding on too tight to really know That corn will bring new seeds for old mm-hmm. So I and clear, will you say you words that I love to hear? Well, they say all rocks are blind and that love is hard to find. But as I'm lying here, I am dying to change my mind for the bird.
0: That was lovely, man.
4: Coming through the guitar.
0: I'll tell you, five it's, 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 that's, a, that's beautiful to hear you singing, man. I, I should point out that Damien's last EP, he, he was using uh, no guitar and uh, was using the <laughs> microphone built into his MacBook Air <laughs> thing into. And like when you've got a voice that's that wide, like you're not going to get much of it into that mic, man. It's uh, good to hear you singing. Thanks. And, and playing, there's sort of an African melody going on there as well. It's quite uh, sunny in many ways.
4: Wow. Yeah, I guess that's a specific attempt to be slightly sunny maybe, and that's not what normally comes out.
0: (laughs) Yeah, really nice man, really nice. Yeah, you're gonna gonna do more stuff like that now, do you think? Yeah,
4: there was a lot of that written last year, so yeah, I have half a mind to have a conversation with yourself actually about coming over and working together like later this year, but another time for that conversation. No, yeah. it's, it's cool, what,
0: man. In, 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 what, in what, yeah. what sort of road would you like to walk down with your songs in, in, towards the end of this year?
4: Well, I've got a couple of things going on in the minute. So that project that you just heard is a dark, kind of messy thing, which I'm really enjoying too, which is nice.
0: Yeah.
4: Um, and then in Berlin, I have the guys playing quite, you know, uh, yeah. There's a contrabass player in Berlin who I work with a lot. He's very good. Um, We have a four track EP also coming out this year, Um, but they're also quite into playing crazy crazy stuff So I'd like to build that more Mm -hmm. So then yeah with songs like this I'd like to just do a singer-songwriter solo album actually just have some You know four or five to click to add a couple of things but very simple and pure like you say just Get back to having that voice in full would be lovely. Yeah
0: yeah, yeah, capture the moment, and and I'll be I'll be stacked with some nice venues here if we if we manage to last in the UK. If we don't, we'll be in Spain, so equally possible there. Anywhere
4: is good, yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, man, that'll be good. Yeah, I'm loving the
4: ideas of you setting up a platform there. That sounds really good.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's definitely, definitely, um, definitely what I'm going to be inviting you all to come and play. Gabby, you'll have to bring your band, you know. And, yeah,
5: that'd be loads of fun.
0: Love to experience that. You know, that would be amazing as well. Um, how about yourself, Gabby? Would you like to play something? Have you been writing something new or what have you got in your mind yeah,
5: to play? Um, shall I? So um, I'd quite like to play this song because me, so me and Chris were in a band called The Sticklers together. And there was a song that we had, uh, the uh, Bad Boy Bird one. And I, uh, so I've kind of like, basically, I've used that chorus and kind of written a new song. Uh, cool. Uh, so I, well, it's like the kind of the first half of the chorus is taken from an old Sticklers song. Uh, so uh, just going to quickly check it in. And I thought because we spoke about birds so much, I thought it was quite nice to have a bird related song.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you didn't have birds in your lyrics, I'd be very disappointed, Gabby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you're, so Chris, you were in a band called The Sticklers with Gabby.
7: Yeah, yeah, it was great. For years we played together. Um so, yeah, brilliant, brilliant memories. So that was fun. yeah, definitely. Definitely.
0: Oh, yeah, I bet it was. Was that in London?
7: That was in London, yes. There's a, a some evidence on YouTube, there's a few music videos. There's a good one on the canal. He's like, oh,
5: I was play jobs for us and he um it's made, yeah, the breakfast in hell, that one, uh, which is in like oh, yeah. in the marshes, and we all like, we're like, made all these puppets and stuff. And then <laughs> one, one, actually, when we're on top of a canal barge, um, there's like, yeah, if you look up the sticklers, like, there's some good, good I will
0: visuals. find it. I will find it and publicize it here. Yes, yes. <laughs>
5: sorry about
0: that it's nice to hear a guitar being tuned because like we we sort oh of tend not, we tend not to do it these days because we're just playing on our own you know no one's in tune with anybody else so it's good to hear it tuned don't
5: know what I was doing
0: is that in tune yeah it'll do i think
5: Have to do. <laughs> okay.
0: cool. right.
5: Um. Yeah. Cool.
6: Scallop with my outward breath Now we'll huddle with the head Spelled in the cage of my chest My Yakovsky reminds me Not to stray from my vision Not to let my fighting fist go Limping the revisions I can no longer close my eyes To the cruelty of Living in this age of unbound technology That sells us mirages On the shores of no man's land Then shoves our sallow faces In the burning sand oh, But I am no human I am dynamite and here's my bird coming down from heaven bad boy bird coming down from heaven oh my lord coming down from heaven here's my bird and here's my baby bird coming down from heaven bad boy bird coming down from heaven oh my lord coming down from heaven here's my bird And he was undivided in his fear Oh, he was undivided in his fear Some little demon who calls himself Dwende. He says he's got my number since my angels flew away. He's showing me the majesty of death and decay. And in the tortured moment, he's the only one who stays. He shook me up and sent me through a rotting wooden door, showing the poetry carved into the hen house walls. But all through the night he calls and he calls We're at the mercy of a future. Who's forgotten a soul of? And he is no human. He is my and here's my bird coming down from heaven, bad boy bird coming down from heaven. Oh my lord, coming down from heaven. Here's my bird, and here's my baby bird coming down from heaven, bad boy bird coming down from heaven. Oh my lord, coming down from heaven. Here's my bird. And he was divided in his fear Oh, He was divided in his fear And here's my bud Coming down from heaven Bad boy, bud Coming down from heaven Oh my Lord Coming down from heaven Here's my bud And here's my baby, bud Coming down from heaven Bad boy, bud coming down from
3: heaven
0: oh my lord coming down from heaven here's my bird and here's my baby oh, super cool oh. super cool i love that it's uh there is the lord was mentioned there and the bird was mentioned so we're totally on track <laughs> yes and heaven and heaven. Yeah,
5: absolutely yeah, I need to the, the lyrics are quite wordy, so, sorry the, the verses are, so I'm, I'm still working out the where to breathe.:
0: <laughs> I know the feeling. it's really weird. I, I, I love wordy like I love wordy um, wordy verses, you know, but it's a funny one because I've been told that like if you have a melodic movement, you should have less words, but I'm like I like them both happening at the same time, you know. Mm. It's really, really strong. and again, your lyrics, they flow like they're so beautiful and flowy and powerful.
5: It was uh, it was quite funny. Actually, so uh, Gabriel sent me one of his songs, and then um, and then and I listened to it, and I was like, it, it was weird. It was like this conversation that I'd written, sorry, this 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 song that I'd written and his song, and obviously we hadn't heard each other's, but we we're like in convers in dialogue with each other because they were like both <laughs> talking about like you know, like the future and like the Duende like disappearing and stuff like that and things, and wow. uh, so it was like it was quite uh, yeah funny that they seemed to be talking to each other in songs.
0: They're in tune. I like the idea of songs talking to each other. It's really powerful, isn't it? Like there's something in the water there. Yeah. How does it sound to you, Chris, to hear that song come back to you after many years?
7: Oh, it's beautiful. I love it. I love it. just kind of, uh, you know, so joyful, joyful to hear it. So I know, you know, as uh, the backing vocals in the chorus come back strongly in my head.
3: (laughs) (laughs) That heaven. Exactly.
7: Oh, yeah, I was just—I was containing, containing my <laughs> my energy with that song.
0: It's really cool. I, I love the fact that you. When was it? When was the sticklers? Was it called the sticklers? Or
5: that's right. Yeah. When was that? So that must have been between um, like 2012 or 13 and 2015,
7: 16. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it was. I, I found a a picture that Tom. We had a basis called Tom. Um, that a picture that he took of me that was dated 2016 the other day. Yeah. Um, so that I think was the final days of the Sticklers.
2: Yeah. Aww. Yeah. We
5: had, we kind of because we were supposed to support the Libertines at the Ritzy in Manchester oh, with with the Sticklers boat and um and the gig got pulled and it kind of really took the wind out of our sails.
7: Yeah. And I I I tried really hard to get a van as well. Or I think it's like you got the van and I was driving the van around to try and pick up equipment and I was like we're going to play this game, it's going to be great and I was like getting lost and then I got myself locked in the back and I had to oh shout help help until some like passing stranger of your person let me works. out what
0: happened I was, oh no I, I was, I
7: was, I was <laughs> driving around picking up equipment and um yeah oh, and man. it was cancelled
0: oh I was
5: like
7: <laughs>
0: yes That's horrible what does what does stickler mean
5: just like someone who's really pedantic, basically. <laughs> I mean, I like to I like, I like, like think it means that they have conviction. So, but it ultimately means <laughs> pedantic person.
0: I think there's, yeah, it's a, you can be a stickler for something, right? You yeah. can be a stickler for this to happen to you. And, uh... Well,
5: we're sticklers for the sticklers. So.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's a very rock and roll story, Chris. You locked yourself in the back of the van. Um,
7: what What happened after that? How'd you get out? Oh, um, well, I, I, I shouted help for about five minutes. And then this very nice lady who was, who was passing um, kind of took the keys from me as I passed it to her between a crack in the door. Cause the door was almost shut, but not quite. And then I stepped out and um, yeah. And I was like, thank you so much. And then she was like, that's okay.
3: Don't
0: do it again. And then then
7: I got home to the knees that we weren't playing the gig.
0: Oh, man. Wow. You must have felt really doubly bad then.
7: I mean, to be honest, it was a great memory. And it was kind of fun as well as also being quite scary. So, yeah. No regrets. Yeah.
0: At least the lady didn't jump in the front seat and drive off the van. That would have been. Yeah. Imagine. (laughs) Yeah.
7: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, man. Um, so have you been writing much these days, mate?
7: Yeah, I mean, you know, definitely. Um, lockdown's been a really productive time for me. Um, me, and, me and Catherine have both been doing these kind of songwriting groups. Mm. Um, there's a couple going on, you know, that they started towards the beginning of the first lockdown, just in reaction to, you know, a lot of musicians suddenly having kind of <clears throat> time and no, no immediate outlet. Um, so these groups formed and, you know, they're kind of, you write a song for every session, you play a song and there's this feedback and everyone kind of goes around and says, well, you know, gives their ideas. Yeah. Um, yeah. So through them, they kind of kept me quite productive for a while. Um, and then after that, you know, I guess because the usual, um, you know the usual you know things that i would sink my energy into like practicing for a live show and you know kind of i, I don't know just like the whole social side of music that's not really around anymore um that energy has to go somewhere else so i've been listening to a lot of kind of more ambient music and trying to get get into you know making synth music basically just to to learn that side of things yeah but i really love you know i loved um I love the sound of synthesizers with folk music. I loved it on Nebraska by Springsteen. I thought that was like a magical album, really, um, you know, transported me, Um, which, you know, being transported is one of the top things, you know, I love about music. Um, You know, Catherine's album, Mm. that was like a beautiful and unique use of electronic sounds with Mm. with folk music. Um, Yeah, and I would love to start bringing that to my music in a more interesting way. So that's
0: good. Good. I, I heard you doing something on Instagram. I believe you might have been using a pedal called a Game Changer,
7: were you? Oh, so I was using a, a pedal called a, a Freeze. Aha. Uh-huh. Right. Is a Game Changer is a pedal? There is actually a pedal called a Game Changer,
0: which is like a sustain pedal for a piano, but it does a similar thing to the Freeze, but it costs about 300 quid. And mm. uh, it's quite an incredible thing. Um, it's. It, I'm weird with pedals because I, I used to have lots of pedals, now I've got two, and, and I've just sort of worked out that I can do a lot with Ableton Live. And uh, mm. the problem is, of course, taking that to a show is a different thing. But at the moment, there are no shows. So I'm I'm on, on your side with experimenting with sonics and uh, ambiences nice. and stuff like that.
7: Brilliant. Yeah, no, because uh, there was that video. Yeah, the video of me playing on Facebook, and you commented "game changer," and I just thought you really liked it.
0: But <laughs> <pedal>. I did. <laughs> I did. I did really um, like it. I, I love that sort of stuff, and it sort of suits you to be doing that, man. You know, but I, I, I know now you're going to look at the game changer pedal and go,
7: definitely. Oh, shit,
0: okay, I want that.
7: Yeah, no, for sure, because I, I love the you know using the freeze on that, but it, it sounds a bit harsh. Yeah. Um, it's meant to be very kind of smooth. So yeah,
0: yeah. Game changer. That's.
7: uh, It will be a game changer.
0: Yes, it will, man. Um, you you fancy playing us a song? Yeah, for sure.
7: Okay. Um, So. Okay. This is. Yeah, this is one of the first songs I wrote um, through one of these songwriting groups at the beginning of the first lockdown. Um, yeah. Hold on, one second. Okay. start that again this is the first live thing that I've I've played since the beginning of this whole what what I'm most what
0: I'm most admiring about you there is that you're setting yourself up and you're breathing into it and I know that breathing into the performance is very important so take your time man
7: okay thank you thank you
0: yeah man Woo! wow yay that's a cracking cracking really beautiful track this is the last crawl it's um wow um and and the uh the guitar part is mental <laughs> yeah
7: some
5: beautiful
0: yeah. stuff in there oh, thanks yeah no, Yeah, that I, guitar part's mental man it's brilliant <laughs> it's uh yeah what 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 time signature is it seven eight
7: no, no, it's normal. Actually, it's like just in kind of fours, but it's ah um, oh, You've
0: dropped it. Yeah, you've added an extra beat on. You're a five four, and then a three four, then or something,
7: right? Five something and a like, three. Yeah. So like the the base yeah. is kind of like um. Yeah, 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 yeah. etc. And that's then like cool.
0: yeah. I I think um, I that's that's a lovely way of sort of tricking the ear, isn't it? Because it pulls you forwards when you're doing it, you know.
7: Yeah, yeah, and, and yeah, and like you know the. That that kind of thing, you know, it's kind of it was written quite quite quickly. And I think, you know, because again, you know, it's for one of these kind of for one of these groups where you have a, a deadline, you're like, I have to write this song, i just got to do it. Um, and I've I've got such a habit of just like you know, because I'm I'm never satisfied with the things that I do. I, I I would go further than that. I would say I always dislike the things that I do until several months afterwards when I can kind of go back, you know, and look at them and you know, yeah. clearly. Um so with so so as a result I take too long over things. Um, and I kind of iron things out, you know. Um, but with yeah, with that I just had I had to kind of just kind of roll with it and it ended up being a slightly weird uh, rhythm. Um, but in the end, yeah. I, 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 I was happy with it. Um, the,
0: the the deadline does serve a purpose in these things it's um I, I struggle with deadlines because they make me produce something that I uh, wouldn't necessarily have wanted to produce and that's usually why I have a deadline is because it's like the things I want to produce I spend a long time doing them but the song that I'm planning on playing if I can get the balls up to do it uh is one that I wrote at the start of a songwriting workshop thing before we started collaborating with other people and the the brief was literally to um I think it was more about trying to find the writer inside yourself you know and sometimes when you're given a brief to write a specific thing you end up finding the writer inside you that you've been trying to find because you're sort of, I don't know. It doesn't seem to be so, um, it doesn't seem to be so prohibitive to be that person in that environment, you know? So I think I I understand where you're coming from with that search.
7: Yeah. 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 I know what you mean.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's really nice. I'm going to go and set up my stuff. So I'm going to mute myself for a few minutes and uh, I'm sure you can, Entertain Tim. Tell us, tell them a story about the old days in Killarney. <laughs> I'll be back in a couple of minutes. All
1: right. Oh, God. Yeah. I'm actually writing stories at the moment, but they're true stories. uh And some of them were people you meet, you know, people you meet by accident. Uh, Killarney, Ireland, those of you that know of it or have been Stephen's hometown, is a tourist town. So we get a lot of people you know, in into our town from all over the world. But the I play the Irish drum, the bar on I don't know if you're familiar with that. The Irish drum, the hand drum. Yeah. But uh I was playing one night and I have a I have a condenser mic on it and I have it EQ'd to the last and loads of reverb and it sounds voluminous, you know. But I was playing anyway one night and the door was open where we were playing the two doors were open because it was a fine night. And this old man with two walking canes and somebody helping him, I presume it was his wife or the other woman. The guy was about 153 years old and he stumbled in. He passed the door first, then he came back and he stumbled in. And uh, (laughs) of course, there was a nice feeling in the room. So they cleared the space and they procured him a seat and he sat down and I was playing the drum anyway, and just he loved the sound of it. You know, he really was digging the the whole buzz. But after, after he had enough of it, <laughs> uh, he came over, and he had, I noticed he had two hearing aids as well. <laughs> and I said, "This is going to be good now. It's either going to go up or down." <laughs> so he said, uh, "And he was he was very elderly." He said in a kind of a weak American voice, "He said." Uh, Oh, my God. He said that 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 thing you were playing was fantastic. He said, he said, do you know who I am? And I said, oh, I'm very sorry. Should I know who you are? I said, not at all. But he said, uh, I said, I'd ask anyway. And then he says, uh, I played the timpani in the San Francisco Symphony Orchestra for 42 years. <laughs> I'm going, wow. wow. He said, if I knew that drum was around, I wouldn't play those fucking things. So basically he said the tuning of the timpani and the whole palaver trying to play them, you know. But it's amazing, somebody like that, he was drawn in by the drum. And and then, you know, you can get all the tones on one drum, whereas he had three or four timpani and he was doing that for you. It's just kind of people you meet, you know. Another person then was uh, toward the end of the season, same place. It's a real old place. And uh, anyway, she she was there, and uh, I think everybody's gone offline, are they? Taking a break. Are you fixed, Stephen? Nearly there? Are you good? I think he's trying to get his... Uh- Oh yeah, there we I'm go. I'm here.
0: I'm guessing you can probably I, you were telling us a story, Tim. I've got a bit of reverb on my voice now, I take it, yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Your
0: Hold on. Yeah. Sorry about that. Um, right. go ahead. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm just going to describe the process here. So it's, uh, um, what I realized about, about songwriting for myself is that, uh, I love to, I love the idea of taking a, a song that'll stand up on its own and, uh, and then trying to find something else within it, some performance element that'll, uh, bring the beast out on me, you know, and uh, <clears throat> it's very hard to find a balance between them. It's really, really difficult. But I think that it's possible. And I think I mean, Catherine, your album has certainly been a quite an inspiration in that regard of how you can take things to other places and, and really explore the boundaries between traditional song and uh, other sorts of performance things. So I'm going to attempt to do that now. I will live and die by this sword for, the, for my whole life. This is my my pledge to myself To my young self. Okay, this song is called uh, Monument.
8: The Bride of the Bay We were poets and drunkards Lost in the decay Some words are muttered Some are set in stones Thrown into the waters Of the willfully un. Let's say you lover, my sister of the night, Should we trade our ancient language and drink till it gets light Keep spinning the bottle until it points away Our blushes to our actions as we hesitate. To your body, I built a monument to all. You bear around your neck, it isn't what it seems. It slides across your body, chasing in your dreams. How can we act as if this was the way? Those of cloth and crucifix.
4: It's amazing, Steve. Um, thank you.
0: Hello. Thanks. Ah, oh, Okay. I'm back in the room. Um. Wow. It's Stay interesting. Stay wherever you went.
8: It was great.
0: <laughs> I don't know where I went, but it's, 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 it's interesting. <laughs> I'm, I'm back. I'm back. It's, uh, thank you for uh, holding space for that moment. I really appreciate that actually. Cause it's, uh, I don't know, I guess, uh, Damien, you've known me long enough to know that my sort of inkling is to go down that road, you know, so.
4: But it's like all of these things and Chris saying also, like you, you want to learn things and go fully there so that you can incorporate them in the right way that you're translating from yourself to other people a little bit too, you know, and that's that's huge progress. That's amazing. That was so great to listen to and be involved with as well.
0: Thanks, man. Yeah.
2: Thank you. Much appreciated. I'd, I thought, it, uh, Stephen, it was almost like, it it went through like stages of so, you know, like you kept getting into a new bit and into a new bit. It was endlessly <laughs> fascinating when you went into that falsetto, but you mm. oh, it was really, really beautiful. I, like, you know, I just I found the whole thing um with the underlying electronics just kept it kind of building and building oh and when you took that thing out and started (laughs) (laughs) that was so good it was it was a piece of theater as well i think that's yeah yeah Yeah. the keyword um yeah it was it was it was really great to hear but to watch and i just
0: uh, i thought it was spellbinding yeah so much depth
5: and so much emotion in there and just beautiful really great arrangements fantastic
0: Thanks. I I think it's an interesting thing to go down because um, there is no uh, end to what you can do when you uh, learn to use that sort of stuff, but be not afraid of it. And when you're afraid of it, you can crash. And I was saying to Damien earlier on, it's a bit like, you know, you're taking a fast car for a spin and you don't know the limits of the track until you've pushed it too far. And then it's all about how you respond to the accident or, you know, it might be raining when you go and do your Spin, you know what I mean? So I have crashed many times doing this and it always puts me off. And I just think uh, when for me, like tapping the flow originally was actually about being able to take something like this to somewhere in the world where there's a certain type of energy and, and try to give a voice to the to to Mother Earth to Mother Nature and try to sort of bring from that and try to just give it a dialogue. And I think that I'm, I mean, just from talking to all of you as well, it's bringing me back to where I needed to be because I've been so lost for so long. And you're all uniquely talented and all wonderful voices and i can consider you all friends now and it's nice to be here hanging out basically
1: thanks for the opportunity to, Absolutely. to allow us to be here and uh, to, to for us to sharpen our pencils for the for the uh podcast and i mean i i feel i feel like the imposter because i'm not really a singer songwriter so i feel like the imposter but
0: jesus man you're a big part of the party i wouldn't still be making music if you hadn't given me that backing back in the day you know to put me on an acoustic shows when i needed somewhere to play so
1: regardless of your output now man you're still a massive influence you know what i mean so that's great stephen to hear but i'll tell you that original story for the benefit of of all the other friends there it was vince o'shea told me about you first and and i said oh great love to hear this guy and when I heard him, I said, "You never told me that. You never told me he was that good. You said he was good, but you never said he was that good." Really? And I, I truly was. I truly was gobsmacked. I really was. Because, as all of your guests will 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 subscribe to the one of the true separation or uniqueness uh, when you hear Stephen Hod, there's nobody sounds like Stephen Hod. You know, and that's that is a, a, an arching. Talent. Right there. I, I, would, yes. I, I would say that applies to everybody here
0: as well, equally.
1: Probably. But the other thing about it is if you hear 10 or 20 Stephen Hogg songs, there's, it, goes, it goes a lot of places. There's no, uh. there's no formula. There's no little mold or template that he stamps out the songs. You keep reinventing melodies, mm-hmm. rhythms, guitar mm-hmm. style. And that one there that you just played... For me, I was listening to the frequencies that you are subscribing to, and you covered them all. And the drum <laughs> the drum, then put it put it to bed completely. Yeah. You covered from the low to the high, and that reverse pedal thing, what you call it, the reverse mm-hmm. tape? Was that what it was? Yeah, so you you hit the
0: loop pedal, and it automatically reverses it. So it's quite an interesting sound. I yeah, so that, that
1: was a pitch in itself. That's a pitch shifter, if you listen to it. Yeah. So it goes, belay So it kind of goes down, like. But that was along with the pitch of the melody. But nobody, none of those things you were doing, uh, they all lived uh, right in the whole mix. And you could hear each one of them. Mm -hmm. And as Catherine was saying, what's he going to do next? But the song, (laughs) the song wasn't (laughs) hostage to it. Yeah. The song wasn't hostage to it, you know so there you go there's the inventing man stephen hart ladies and gentlemen
0: (laughs) so what i what i would say what i would thank you so much for for i think i think i've baptized myself into a lovely warm place and i know that the lantern society has always been like really like that and i never had the chance to be a lantern society so i feel like i'm i feel very uh yeah safe here um but what i will say about loop pedals is that ed sheeran is considered a master of the loop pedal and the loop pedal has been done to death only because it's been done badly and I think that it has a place and I think the most interesting thing about it is when you do something like that and you hear that sound coming back to you you have no choice but to respond to it in a certain way and then it teaches your musicality to be adaptable and adaptability of course moving forwards in life is very important and uh, it's like it's a very powerful thing to 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 be holden to but you can crash and I think the best thing to do is have a good song that you can then make malleable over the course of your looping journey i could loop for hours you know i could sit there and just loop away and I'm, I'm happy Out.
1: yeah but there's musicality in it it's not all mathematics or punching it in on the beat there's musicality no. you know a lot of guys you hear them there and it's formulaic and they're sweating will they come in on the beat and it's a little riff and whatever and it's kind of okay what about that but each thing you brought in was a had a musical statement you know but nobody's it nothing surrendered on a, there was no su- nothing subservient to anything else. Right. And the, when the lyric came in, you could hear it and everything that was below it, it just fitted like. Oh thanks man. It, it was musical. Musical, that's wasn't what, it, guys? That's what I'm yeah, going absolutely. for.
4: Completely.
0: Completely
1: very, yeah. very, very musical.
0: Now, do do I play that in the church the next day? <laughs> yes.
1: Sound incredible yeah. in the church. Yeah. Of course. just yeah. my my advice to you with that, because I've had it In our church, in the Church of Ireland, uh, our our church, a couple of people tried to emulate what we were doing and they brought in different shows and whatnot and they made the first mistake. The church is a house of worship. So like I say, once you go along those grid lines and you just, I mean, you don't have to worship, you can worship with your own music, but if you kind of get to know the vicar a bit and just see how flexible and how wide-minded he is, but... The other thing is be mindful that some of the uh, vestry committee, all it takes is one objection. Yeah. You know, so just be mindful of that, you know. Oh, man. You see, in my
0: career, I firebombed many scenarios and walked away with a big <laughs> smile on my face. And uh, <laughs> that's where, that's how I got to where I got to today, you know, from doing that.
3: Yeah. Um, but yeah. I'll be
0: mindful. Thanks for the advice. Um, uh, it's been, I think it's been wonderful to hang out with you. I've really, really enjoyed this. And I take so much strength and hope moving forwards in music, uh, knowing that you're all there with your unique voices as well, bringing light and love to the world and also understanding and a sort of new way of looking at the world. For me, I'll tell you, you've fueled my fire uh, immeasurably and I hope we can hang out and play together in the Woodbridge thing that we're going to do here. I really look forward to doing that, and hopefully we can do this again in a couple of weeks. I'm up for doing this again, you know, it'd be really nice.
1: Thank you for organizing it and, and inviting us me been
5: lovely yeah yeah it's been really yeah. lovely great to see you all
1: it's a
8: yeah, pleasure. Cheers, yeah likewise likewise
4: and thank yeah. you Stephen, for creating all of this for us too it's been really yeah. mind-opening and like you say supportive it feels
5: yeah good. absolutely yeah. just what we all need yeah it's <laughs> so a
7: very rare opportunity to play something to other people you know um yeah. that's, that's had a great time
1: did yeah. you ever think that would become a novelty? When he, it was a novelty <laughs> <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> oh my God!
0: No,
3: oh, dear. That's yeah. yeah.
0: Mm. All right. Well, everybody, thank you so much. Um, I'll be in touch very soon. And uh, just much love to all of you. Yeah.
1: Nice one. Take yeah, care. Much love everybody. Take thank you care. Thank you for all your music, guys. Bye. Everybody.